This episode of the Expat Cast is brought to you by My Expat Taxes. They are a female expat founded company and I use them for my taxes every year because yeah, guess what? If you're a US American, even if you're living abroad, you have to file your US taxes. Pretty much every year I've had at least one new challenge to my taxes that I've had to work through. And what I love about my expat taxes is it's a software that is backed by people. So anytime I have a question, I can just contact them and they are really quick and friendly and so helpful. On top of that, they also make regular updates and improvements to the software. So for instance, now you can do your FBAR through them. There is even a live chat option. Seriously, every year I come back and get reminded why I like them so much and I get more impressed because of their improvements. So if you are a U.S. American living abroad, take this first off as a PSA and a reminder that you have to file your U.S. taxes. But also don't freak out. Just head over to myexpattaxes.com. They have tons of free open online resources explaining everything to you. To try out the software yourself, you can sign up using the code EXPATCAST, written in all caps, to save 10%. Have fun filing your U.S. taxes with My Expat Taxes. Welcome to the Expat Cast. This is the podcast where expats share their stories about fitting in, standing out, and every mishap on the journey to finding home abroad. I'm your host, Nicole. I had put a poll out on Twitter, on Instagram, and on the podcast itself to get your feedback over the last couple weeks because the season finale is sneaking up and I wanted to know which topic you guys wanted. My two options were A, Ask the Expat, which is an advice-themed episode where you guys can send in questions you have or situations you're going through. You get some really unqualified advice from me and a guest. Or B, I collect your stories about your considerations to have kids or not have kids, especially as it applies to your geography as expats. Y'all are very torn. (laughs) So on Twitter, it was like a 60-40 split for Ask the Expat. And on Instagram, it was like 55-45, also for Ask the Expat. But on top of that, I got a couple DMs saying, hey, the kids topic is really, really interesting to me. So I was wondering what I should do when I realized I should just do both. Why not? So the penultimate episode of the season will be Ask the Expat, and the season finale episode will be about kids, your stories, and your deliberations about having kids or not. This means it's officially time for you to start sending in submissions for both. So if you've got a situation for Ask the Expat, you can DM me on Instagram or on Twitter or email me at theexpatcast at gmail.com. Those would be things like, hey, I'm preparing to move and I'm looking for a job. Do you have any tips? Or I'm debating moving abroad and here's kind of the situation and, and I'm not sure if I should or not. Or I want to, but I don't know where I want to move. Start sending us whatever you've got. And for the season finale, I definitely need your input. You can send in submissions to that also via DM or email, but you can also send in a voice note. So if you go on my website, theexpatcast.com, there is a little microphone symbol in the bottom right. And if you press and hold that, it sends a voice note. So it would be great if I could get your audio notes into the episode so we can hear your voice in your tone with all of your personality behind it your thoughts about having kids or not having kids as an expat. However, because it is such a sensitive topic, if you don't really feel that comfortable sharing your audio note, you can also just email me or DM me and I will read the note aloud. 
basically the prompt there is, have you decided you're definitely going to have kids or maybe you already do have kids? Have you decided you definitely aren't going to have kids or are you still undecided and back and forth? And how has your experience living abroad impacted that? I'm thinking about things like distance from family, level of support, which we heard about in last week's episode with Tanya about being a single mom. Do you love travel and you live abroad because it enables you to do more of that and having kids would maybe get in the way of that? Or are you someone who has kids and says, I love that I'm able to give them this international life that they can grow up maybe bilingual or bicultural? Or were you on the fence about having kids and then you went for it because you live in a place where there's parental leave and a good support system for parents? Or did this not play a role for you at all? Really, it could be anything. I mean, these are just things that I could imagine. But what's fun about this episode is you guys are going to tell me things that I never even would have thought of. Um, And I do want to make it clear. Yeah, I said I'm open to all answers and experiences. There's really no wrong answers. Whatever your experiences, whatever your thoughts are, however much you're willing to share, I'm really excited to hear. All right, and now to today's episode, we are talking to another friend of mine here in Freiburg named Nyla. Nyla and I sort of reference our story in the episode a couple times, so I just wanted to lay it out here. Basically, this year-long internship that I did when I first moved to Germany, it's a position that gets filled every year. So a couple years after I did it, Nyla did it. But I actually met her while I was doing that internship because she lives in town and she used to come and work after school when she was finishing up high school. So yeah, through this whole time, I was always so curious to hear more about Nyla and her story because, I mean, moving abroad when you're a teenager, that's a pretty sensitive time for any kind of change. And this is a really big change. So I was really excited to finally, finally sit down and get to ask Nyla all of the questions. And I hope that you guys will enjoy the conversation as much as I did. My name is Janila Martin, Nyla for short. I live in Germany, Freiburg, Germany. I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana, and I've been here for six years. And how old were you when you moved here? When I moved to Germany, I was 15 and I lived in Tübingen for a year. And how did this, how did this all happen? Well, I mean, my mom, <laughs> she, <laughs> I'm, I kind of tagged along here. Um, it was mostly about her extravagant opportunities basically she's always wanted to live in europe um we always talked about her moving to italy um sorry it's italy <laughs> german <laughs> and someone gave her the opportunity he's like hey i remember you said you wanted to live in europe uh, do you want to like teach in germany and she's like yeah like yeah <laughs> sure and um then and she moved to tubigan and we both moved to tubigan and she got the teaching job and then somebody also offered just like another opportunity to like get her doctorate in um criminology and she was like yeah let me let's do it and she did and um i just tagged along i <laughs> i was a teenager and i wasn't gonna stay in indiana with my father so i was like hey yeah take me with you did she either consult you when she was thinking of this move or like what level of involvement were you in this decision i was not involved whatsoever (laughs) i mean yes or no that was that was what i got so i was like hey yeah sure fine if it's yes or no like what would no have been no would have been staying with my dad oh shoot i didn't okay i actually didn't even know that that was like a viable option i guess yeah okay yeah it was unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) and you were like "Mm, no no." like easy pass yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's that's not 
I'll do anything but. Yeah, yeah. Maybe even I could have stayed with my grandmother, but also hard pass. I and you and your mom are pretty close, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I probably, I don't even think I second guessed. Like, I think I was pretty sure I was going to go with her. Yeah. It's kind of funny. I, I actually would have thought that you would have, I don't know, maybe she consulted you more. I didn't know it was just no. the work I'm going. It's like, hey, go we with- may go to Germany one, like one month she was like, hey, we may go to Germany. I was like, eh, okay. <laughs> she was like, don't tell anyone to jinx it. I started telling everyone. <laughs> I was like, I don't want this to happen. And then she's like, we got it. We did it. I was like, yay. And then yeah, we and- we were flying to Germany. This is the next thing I knew. And did you know, I mean, like, what was your level of, I don't know, knowledge about Germany or excitement about it before the move? Well, me being in a school that wasn't theoretically so, how do I put this? It wasn't very, like woke towards europe any type of things besides holocaust sure i usually got before i moved here i was like hey i'm gonna move to germany like you know you're you know they're racist down there mm-hmm. it's like more racist than here <laughs> you're like do you know that um, <laughs> we we don't live in the greatest parts yeah um so yeah that was uh that was only the only thing i kept hearing basically so it, do you remember how you felt back then about the move? Were you like, I don't know, were you excited? Were you like uh, just resigning yourself to the reality? <laughs> it's kind of It was kind of difficult just because I was a teenager. You know, myself, I didn't really know what was in store for being a teenager and also for being in Germany and not knowing a lick of German either yeah. whatsoever. None of the realizations kind of started until I went to school and, you know, had those difficulties with making friends and speaking to people, basically. Mm -hmm. And even my mom, I mean, it was for my mom super difficult when I couldn't speak German for her in certain issues or, like, order something for her in certain issues. And she already knows. Like, she did not handle these situations well. But, (laughs) like, um, it was a struggle at the beginning, definitely, trying to speak in a whole other language. Because you went straight to the, into like the normal public school system, right? Like there wasn't talk of like an international school or something like that, English speaking. Well, there was always talk, but it was always just like kind of prices. Yeah. Would rather not. And then in the school that I went to, which was first a gymnasium in Trubigan, they were kind of like, hey, yeah, sure, you can come here. Like you just have to get into it, like get into the system, like also know, know the work and then, yeah, you'll be fine. But like. There was no after help. There was no, like, kind of help whatsoever. Oh, geez. So you had to deal with both of the difficulties, first of not knowing the language and then also trying to do the work. And so doing everything over Google Translate because then Deeple wasn't there. Yeah. Like, and so, yeah, how did you go about learning German? Like, were you just thrown into school and been like, it'll just work itself out? Or? Yeah. Well, that's how I kind of mostly learned German. Like, I had uh, a Deutsch course, like a German-speaking group and i was the youngest in there (laughs) and um they kind of taught me the greetings basically everything i needed to know to greet people and then i had to go straight from there into school so that kind of made everything a little difficult and then i kind of tried to take the the german classes while i was in school Mm -hmm. But still, it was hard to kind of like build off of there. But once I started getting in school and I had a person that I could have to like help me a bit, then she she would um she would kind of 
bring me to say certain words and certain sentences and then I kind of like formed mostly my German from school and like hearing most of the stuff every day and if I didn't understand I'd be like what does that mean some of the times they would explain something in English and it was just yeah great it's pretty good and did they when you say there was like a person at school do you mean like a classmate or was there like an instructor given no there was a classmate oh wow okay I know I knew it was like super difficult for the classmates especially if I had questions sometimes cuz you're also still a teenager and you're still trying to get over yeah. your issues and figure out your work and stuff like that. It was it was very very hard to just, you know, keep saying like, "Hey, what does this mean? Like what what is that? Like I don't understand. Someone yeah. help me." <laughs> like just yeah. I mean, I've heard of like little kids getting thrown into the deep end sort of with that where people are like, ah, yeah, you just throw them in like first grade and they figure out the language. It's fine. But at 15, that's quite different. I mean, that spongy brain is a little less spongy in in that old age. Spongy and more emotional. (laughs) Yeah. It's very. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. It's like you had friends in in Indiana, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You had all of these. Yeah, I mean, you had a life and then to be dropped into like such a new environment and then not. Did you make friends that first year? Yeah, yeah. There was like a group of one special like specific girl that helped me out uh, a lot with when it came towards work and doing the work even though it, like it could have annoyed, uh, could have annoyed her occasionally by the questions but um then her friends afterwards did slightly become my friends and then you know the time between like middle school and high school because I did only have one year of high school when I lived in North Carolina um I had that one year of high school after that, I had to continuously be homeschooled to finish that year. That's when I officially got into school. And you know, there's always that kind of like, I mean, I feel like it's everywhere from, from middle school to high school, where a lot of your friends kind of stop being your friends and you get these friends that you had no idea who were going to be your friends or yeah. never even expected it. And so um, towards the end, when I stopped uh, after that year going to that school, I had just kind of like a whole group of people that were they like made me like a book um like with full of pictures and stuff and yeah I just started like you know I had a another person come and we like joked around even if it wasn't like great German it was still like we understood each other on a comedic level so oh that's sweet yeah 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 it was it's pretty nice we don't have contact anymore so (laughs) that's that's what happens did you think at the time it was just a one-year thing like was the concept yeah uh, which is very unfortunate yeah we we said all my friends like when one thing that i will never forget my mom was like to me and my friend as we were crying our little hearts out uh she's like don't worry she'll be back in a year (laughs) (laughs) sits not so good (laughs) did not work out yeah Oh, man. Did not work out. So then, okay, so you're here in, in Tubingen and you're like pushing through. You're like, all right, I just have to survive it for one year. And then um, at some point it becomes clear it's like maybe not just one year. But I'm, yeah. I'm wondering, even in that first year and then also once you moved to Freiburg, was there any element of like it was cool because you were American or like did it work in your favor at all? No, because I didn't know how to be that cool American. I was just this <laughs> awkward child that just had no idea what to do with my hands and just like not to, did had no idea what to do when I was talking to people. Couldn't make up conversations. Couldn't talk about politics or anything. Yeah. I just kind of 
went off of slapstick comedy more right. or less <laughs> throwing myself around <laughs> and they're like expecting a hollywood american yeah coming in yeah like a disney channel original movie and yeah, you're like, mostly, Hello, it's yeah. Me. <laughs> yeah when you go for that slapstick comedy though and you receive no laughs it's also just just pain basically <laughs> both ways pain yeah. on the inside and the outside <laughs> for no reason <laughs> oh man okay and then and then there's this other offer in freiburg and your mom does she just do this again being like, like yeah sure yeah hey. i'm going to freiburg you can come with me if you yeah, want do what you want i'm going all right <laughs> peace out do you remember how you reacted then I, I was thought? like all right i guess we're doing this again <laughs> like it was, i had nothing to say about it yeah. i was just all right, sure. Like, Here we go. <laughs> what's that place? Sure. Yeah. As long as uh, you're still feeding me, I'm fine. Sure. There's yeah. that. Yeah. Free food. Mm. Don't have that luxury now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come a long way from 16. <laughs> <laughs> and when you moved to Freiburg, okay, then I assume you found another like gymnasium, like another high school to start at. Yes. I mean, um, how did it go then? Because I guess at this point, you kind of know some stuff about Germany and about German, like, you know, some German at that point. Was it any easier with that move? No, exactly. Like, that's the kicker right there. I knew a bit of German. So um, going to school was very difficult. I was stuck in between the, hey, your German is way too good to go here. And then your German is not good enough for this class, for a regular class. So I went to a preparation class for like i thought it was preparing you for classes but it didn't seem that way because these are this is the class i was like no no your your german's a, a bit too good for this class what yeah so i, I mean, mean on one hand nice i mean yeah on like the shoulder but what, on the what other do hand, i do <laughs> like i'm like, stuck <laughs> yeah. it's purgatory like what, what what do i where am i going now from yeah. this <laughs> and um yeah, they, they wouldn't put me in a, a new class, uh, a regular class. So I had to find another school. And the other school was like, nah, your German's not good enough. And I was like, okay. Well, then I had to go to another <laughs> different school. And then we decided to go back to the other school that was like, your German's not good enough. And um, then they accepted me. What? And they put me in this other kind of in the middle class. Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure the translation of the class or what it actually was. It was just kind of like in the middle basically um b- between the ninth grade and ugh, the ninth grade and the 10th grade oh okay so it was like you know like maybe because of certain exams it was more preparational mm-hmm. but it didn't have like a, a number class it wasn't a number class it was like uh it's a, a, a kind of in the middle yeah and it goes on for a whole year yeah it went on for a whole year um and were you actually were you the same age as your classmates at this time yeah okay which was also like that was something i was really worrying about like being in the right class yeah because we met when you were like 18 or 19 and i I thought i remembered you being older than your classmates at this point no i wasn't the oldest in my class no i was like kind of in the middle i think okay so it was still like normal yeah it was still very normal we really tried to make it um to classes where i had people that were the same age as me yeah i i mean i went to that class i had the year it was still a bit difficult for me to like keep up because then at that point i had no german courses i was still learning the language like with people but there i had met a friend of mine who um she spoke english with me and uh we got along very well and you know got got to become closer friends because it was kind of more of a comfort even though she you know she's her family is british and she's german she still had i mean fully understanding honestly the fluent 
English that I needed to understand. Yeah. And that's when the comedic levels got higher. <laughs> and uh, especially with the Carl Schultz house, too, because it was just a bunch yeah. of like a plethora of Americans. And I was like, didn't, didn't know where to start. It was great. That's especially where I started working because it was like a little hint of home. And I, I started working there, I think, as soon as I turned 16 or at 16, like. Yeah, and I mean, I guess for context, that's how we know each other is when I first moved here, I did a year at um, working at the Carl Schutzhaus Library, which is it's the German American Center in Freiburg. And yeah, you were this like person who came and, and had this sort of like an after school type job, but like everyone knew you, you'd been yeah. around, like you were like a well-established member yep. of this like little scene and great little times. Yeah, it was a good era. Yeah. yeah. But that's interesting because actually I'm thinking about it. And I mean, like a high school job is such a standard thing in the US. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I mean, I don't know that many teenagers in Germany, but I don't get the sense that many of them have jobs. Is no, that true? no. I've definitely met people that are like, hey, I, I haven't had, I've never had a job. And they're like 20 or 19. I'm like, yeah. oh, luxury. <sighs> Must be nice. <laughs> but um, yeah. like I enjoyed being there. I enjoyed talking to the people in the library like that had the experience that I never would get to have as a teenager things like prom uh, especially helped me get over that stuff as well were you bummed that you weren't getting this like typical american <sighs> high school experience yeah i was so bummed really yeah oh but it's never i mean the first year of high school it was kind of like in the movies i guess you could say but um i i don't know it didn't seem like I, it didn't seem like the the kind of experience i wanted i guess because I feel like with this experience, I'm getting a little bit more education than I would if I went to the U.S. in high school. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, and I'm thinking, okay, in the U.S., like a lot of the stuff you see in the movie, like all of the the prom craziness and yeah, uh, like yeah, yeah, all of yeah, the crazy yeah. partying is like mostly because teenagers are really repressed and they're not allowed to do things that teenagers naturally want to do. Exactly. So they can drive. They often have cars, but they can't drink. They're, it's not acceptable to even acknowledge that teenagers might have sex or even like date like dating yeah, is exactly. even taboo and like there's just so many aspects of life that they're forced out of by the law and by the culture but it's very natural for them to want to do these things and so there's all this tension which is why there's a lot of John Hughes movies right and like what yeah. I mean again my, I don't know you can tell me but my impression here is like generally people are a bit more laid back about like yeah teenagers date each other sometimes they sleep with each other yeah and, like, drinking is legal so yeah, like exactly i don't know like how was that for you with that trade-off well it didn't feel like it was that much here it was like honestly people were, were really like focused on their work there was not that much partying we would go out to maybe like campfires or something like that but it wasn't never it was never like super crazy drinking like i never did like crazy drinking until i was 18 i guess and also never had my first boyfriend until i was 18 it was kind of like hey well i i I feel like that relied mostly on my german yeah especially like all the 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 partying because i didn't get to go to that many uh unless it was with my mother really (laughs) (laughs) or yeah we just or it was just hanging out with friends mostly or it could have been going to a popular club here hans bunte if you know that one yeah gosh but even that it's like clubs yeah yeah you can, get a, into you can clubs. go to a club yeah can, i totally passed that part you did, yeah i didn't go to parties i went to clubs right so. like okay <laughs> flex yeah basically because i was also thinking like i mean yeah i also didn't i didn't drink or really date anyone until college so i was like 18 19 yeah um because yeah i was like an awkward nerdy girl and that's pretty 
normal. Like you have to know people who sneak booze from, I don't know, their siblings or their parents to find the parties in the US. So like I was never cool like that and also wasn't really trying to be cool like that. Yeah, exactly. And I like the way you describe yourself also knowing you, I'm like, ah, my, who knows, maybe it would have been similar for you there that you yeah. also wouldn't have done this until that yeah. later years anyway. Definitely was trying to get into like mostly like my main focus for German was not the work. It was just kind of like getting into getting to know people and trying to be the funny person that I am in English and stuff like that. Did it work? Did you become funny? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying hard. <laughs> it's so hard to understand what some people laugh at here, though. Like, yeah. sometimes it's like nothing. Like, I don't understand the joke. Nothing mm-hmm. like that. But sometimes it is actually like they get my jokes. They get where I'm coming from. They know that I'm a funny person. Mm-hmm. I mean... As if I need that validation. <laughs> I laugh but at also. myself at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I asked that a bit, tongue, like jokingly, tongue in cheek or something. But also, like, I consider myself somewhat funny, and yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's been really hard to to be, to convince Germans that I'm really funny. <laughs> it happens <laughs> because the, the the fluency and the nuance that you need is like really it's high, and like so many jokes are about cultural mm-hmm. references, like movies or something. Dark or, humor is a big thing here as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I'm thinking, like, I mean, especially when you're like a teenager and being awkward and like just trying to make friends, like uh, <laughs> it probably was. I mean, it's impressive if anyone thought you were funny ever because it's like a really high bar. That's yeah. good. Yeah, just trying to. Get, get right along here yeah. yeah once the alcohol started coming then i was hilarious it helps like there's, <laughs> there's no no fighting that no beating that uh, um confidence yeah <laughs> did you because i know some families when they're from especially the u.s and mm-hmm. we don't have this culture of like oh it's fine that your 16 year old has a beer or it's okay that your 18 year old is coming home at three in the morning drunk like in the u.s those are very bad things and so even if these people like these families move to Germany or sometimes it's mixed partnerships, right? Where the one parent's American and the other is um, the other's German. The American parent will still kind of have this mindset of like, you shouldn't be doing this, even though it's legal. It's not legal in my house kind of a yeah. thing. Like, did you, did your mom have any rules? No, like my that? mom was so chill. Okay. Like she's like, <laughs> um, the first time I actually had this whole gathering with friends because they invited me was in Tübingen and they invited me to this campfire and um, they were having beers. I was like, they're probably going to be beer there. beers there, mom. Like, hey, it's Germany. She's like, yeah, <laughs> drink a few. <laughs> Let it loose. It's because also she understood I was having a hard time. And, you yeah. know, she knew. Of course, my mom's not like, hey, alcohol is going to help your situation. But she's <laughs> like, you know. Might not is, hurt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Take advantage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have some booze. Right. Also, like when the whole partying um, scene, she knew I wanted that. I love the partying. Love going out. Love being with friends. Usually she'd say like drink responsibly, but she knew I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> Especially when I was with the certain friends that like drink and stuff. There's only been, like, a couple of times where I've, like, come home drunk and, like, destroyed something. And she's like, I've had enough. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard to get past that, but she's fine. And can I ask about dating? Yeah, sure. Yeah, because I'm curious, like, yeah, when you did start dating, you said you were 18, you had your first boyfriend. Um, uh, What was was that like? (laughs) German. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was very, um, it was an opening, I mean, it was an eye-opening experience just because... 
I feel like at that moment, it wasn't misunderstandings more growing uh, than anything. Because, I mean, I, I made mistakes in German, but I didn't feel like I couldn't, I couldn't express myself. If I found something was wrong or if we had a, an argument or something like that, then I felt like I could also, like, you know, explain myself a lot more. But that was the part. That was the peak teenagerism <laughs> yeah. where you have all of these mood swings um birth control also kind of doesn't really help that you're always going to have this teenage moment where you and your mom's not getting along you just kind of want to be away from home you don't want to go home and so i try to kind of hide that into my relationship which didn't make it healthier as well as the fact is i stayed with them at their house which was full of five people and i would have been the sixth wow. person would you stay overnight? Yes. Is this allowed? Yeah. So that was a whole like shaboggle with my mom, honestly. It was yeah. like, why wouldn't you let him stay over here? You know, because I always wanted him to come over here, over our house. And, you know, I wanted her to be open. And it kind of like, I don't know. I don't remember the whole conversation, but I'm pretty sure I was allowed to like stay over his house. Yeah. When I first met his parents, I was allowed to stay over there. Was it awkward at all? I don't know. I, I like I. I, honestly, I brought a boyfriend home when I was like 22 and my parents were like, he's sleeping in a different bedroom. And I was like, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. That, that's, he also like came to the point where he's like, well, wait, why would she let you stay over here? But you, I can't, I don't understand. I can't stay over there. Yeah. I, we're going to be doing the same things. Right. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, man. It was, um, it was more because I think like. My mom also explained this to me. I think German parents also kind of, you know, like you said, they know that their kids are going to have sex at one point in time. And it all kind of usually relies in sex and who's doing it and why and where. (laughs) Uh, Not the why part. We all know why. (laughs) (laughs) That part we feel all figured out. (laughs) Um, But she explained it's more about the respect, basically, in someone's house. Basically, if there's a rule, then you have to kind of abide by it. It's not really any why to it or any why not. It's kind of what makes the person who owns the house comfortable and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, now I can understand that. When I did, when I was, you know, that age, I didn't. Yeah. I get that concern on her half because I'm, I'm thinking, like, even in terms of being a good house guest, I don't know, the dudes I was making out with in college in their dorm rooms when I was 18, it's like, if you took that scenario but put it in their parents' house, yeah, I don't even, like, I'm, like, shocked and shuddering to think of how I would even do that because I was, I mean, I was not being, like, a responsible, normal human. I was like, I'm doing weird things, like, I don't know, like, I, I felt kind of embarrassed and almost mm-hmm. ashamed, which maybe is its own issue in it, of itself, but, like... I guess what I'm trying to get at is like I was so clearly in an, an exploring phase and like trying to figure out how to do boys. Oh God, that that sounded a certain way. I mean, like, are we all? <laughs> I just mean in terms of like, how do you flirt with them? How do you make out with yeah, them? Yeah, what I is don't know. boys? What is you know, it? Yeah. What, what are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> why? Why? I right. don't understand. And like, so self conscious about everything and all that. So if you, I imagine on top of that, like going down to the kitchen to grab a glass of water and like his dad's there like I don't know so was it weird for you did you (laughs) I mean it was weird to kind of be around them all the time because she she said hey you know you can come here all the time you can stay here all the time you can move in here you know and I I honestly didn't even see that as jokes because of my feeble mind I was (laughs) just kind of ready to have like a real big family and stuff and that was a at least artificial version of it 
but it was kind of strange when it came to issues with, I don't know, like when it came to his mom, especially she wasn't very open. Like, I mean, not open, but she was very mature. Like when it came to certain things. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, his mom is just kind of like, ah, you smell bad or something like that. It was just, I would just be super uncomfortable like Weird. with all that stuff. And um, maybe I did, but I feel like there's just nicer ways of doing things. So. <laughs> and then, okay, so at some point you finish school. Yes, I <laughs> finally did it. Because <laughs> actually that happens later in Germany, right, than in the U.S. Like, at U.S. it's pretty standard. You graduate well, with yeah. 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After I was in this one class that was kind of in the middle, I went actually to another school, which was um, a Waldorf Schule. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, we have those in the U.S. too, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a very strange experience, but... <laughs> I definitely got through it pretty much like a fever dream, honestly. Like, <laughs> the things that you have to do, like, dance your name Is and that real? Stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's real. Oh, my. It's very real. It's definitely a story <laughs> for when I'm older. Yeah. <laughs> to tell people. So, okay, so you finish school. And again, in the U.S., there's almost this, like, expected structure of, like, you finish school and then you either, yeah, you get a job or you go to college. And there's not, there are other options, but there's, they're lesser known. So... Here in Germany, there's like 12 million things you can do with your life. After you graduate, I have the feeling. How was that phase for you? Well, it was kind of hard to decide because I've always wanted to go to college. Um, I've always wanted to study biology. That changed like multiple times. Mm -hmm. Like I've wanted to study biology, psychology, and marine biology. Just all of the ologies. Yeah, I like it. That's what I wanted to do. (laughs) I took this kind of three years to do apprenticeship. And you did, because you took a sort of a gap year and did the, you actually worked the same job that I used to have at the Carlson's House, yeah, for a while. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's one cool thing is that you did take your time and you are thinking about like, not only what do I want to do or like, but also how am I going to get there? Again, like the typical college in the US experience is like, you just throw yourself into it, probably gather a hundred grand of student debt yeah, and then go from there. And then halfway through you realize, oh shoot, I'm giving out all this money, but I haven't actually, but I, I want to change my major and then it's an extra year and more money. And so I don't know, I've seen people like really kind of set themselves up for a tough road ahead by sticking to this traditional like step-by-step-by-step path. And I think it's actually really good to take time, get some work experience, see what you like and don't like, figure out how it's going to go. Though I am curious, like, did you did you think about moving back to the U.S. at any point? Because at this time, somewhere along the line, you became 18 and you're a legal adult. And I don't know, I suppose you technically could at any moment. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have the choice. My mom's back in the U.S. She's left me. Um, <laughs> but I, I was like, no, I, I didn't think it would make that much sense to pass up this kind of one in a million opportunity coming from a community that is kind of deep in poverty, uh, to coming to Europe and studying and learning the language. Um, and I don't know, it's just kind of, nobody does this, especially for like black Americans. They don't really do this unless it's military or something that is connected with the U.S. that is keeping you here, maybe school, studying abroad, stuff like that. Um, I just kind of came here and just kind of like pre-did everything and kind of just saw how it was going to go. And apparently I had a uh, pretty decent grasp on the language. And, you know, I don't think I want to get rid of it just yet. 
Man, and now you're now you're just now you're just in your twenties. Now it's yeah. just a different life. It's weird. <laughs> Feels weird. Anytime yeah. I'm saying I'm an adult, I automatically gag. <laughs> I have to pay bills now. Yeah, this ain't great. No, and now I mean, okay, so you're 22. You've been in Germany six years. This is like about a quarter, roughly, of of your life. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how German do you feel. I feel like nothing. Like, I can't <laughs> fully speak a language anymore. I can't speak English. I feel like I always say, like, now I'm at still a ninth grade basis of English because that's where I stopped learning the grammar and stuff and went fully into German. And now if I'm to the point where I start talking for a long time, it's like jumbled. The order of the words is kind of like messed up a little bit. To the point where it sounds like you're trying to speak German um, in the way that they form it, but it's not you're speaking English. Like, yeah. <laughs> stop it. What are you doing? Well, and your German's wonderful. I mean. Thank you. And I guess to end it all, as you're looking back now, now you're you're an adult, we've declared. Um, when you look back at being a teenager in Germany and, and making this whole, the various moves and the various decisions that have gotten you to like at this point now, you're you're committed to being here for a little bit longer and all that um yeah when you look back do you are you happy that this is how your life's gone oh 100 percent. i do miss the food in the u.s mm. but like i'm fine with saltiness okay it's it's <laughs> fine i i love it it's something that i will be able to explain to people and they'll just be like wow like i don't have to explain anything terrible about my life mm-hmm. because so far it hasn't been it's just been challenging yeah so yeah it's a really nice outlook thank you i thought i messed it up no, i really good. thought i didn't understand what i was saying for a moment it sounded profound and beautiful all right so <laughs> put it on a hallmark card <laughs> Well, with that, we're going to round the corner and head to home with the ending segment, which is called Zack, Zack, Zack. So it's a rapid fire question round where I ask you three questions that you answer without thinking it, overthinking it. Just go with your gut. I'm going to say something inappropriate. You ready? You yes. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> that's why. What's uh, what's the, the music that's been playing in your headphones the most recently? Ah, It's called Lick by Megan the Stallion and Shinsia. It's very inappropriate. <laughs> Um, so we had a phase where we would get together with some friends and cook. We would try to make like fast food dishes from the U.S. that we missed. Which is your top fast food from the U.S. that oh, you miss? Crab Rangoons. That's what I, yes. one I've been thinking about the most, honestly. That's yeah. the one. And the, the Popeye's chicken sandwich. But like the, the Rangoons. Yeah. They're so good. Yeah. They're and so we good. We made the hell out of those. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's the last thing that you were binging and loving on Z Netflix or similar streaming service brooklyn 99 i've been watching yes. that and i've been binging it every day from work just turn it on every day in the morning just turn it on cracks me up amazing i don't know why i'm so behind and it's a watch or a rewatch it's a watch whoa yeah we stopped me and my whoa. mom stopped in the middle of watching like the first season and i was like hey give it a shot because nobody's talking about it so much now yeah so then i watched it <laughs> now it's cool yeah now i'm talking about it <laughs> now you're making it cool I yeah say yeah obviously well okay nine nine <laughs> sorry it's different in Had German. To do it. if you interpret it as a no no <laughs> nine, nine. okay anyway my dumb jokes aside
aside, um, thank you very much for coming on to the podcast and telling me about these years. I don't know. It's actually really cool because I met you later. And so we've been friends for a while, but there's still like yeah. big gaps in your life I didn't know about. So yeah, thanks for telling me. Yeah. I mean, we had those times where I would pop up on you at work. But <laughs> <laughs> we, um, yeah, never got to like, honestly keep talking about this stuff it was mm-hmm. always in parts so it could have not been put together yeah well thank you this was a blast Twas. thanks one more time to nyla for coming onto the show at last at last if you guys liked this episode please go ahead and leave me a rating and a review on apple Podcasts or spotify or your podcast app of choice this is the best way to help me grow the show to help reach new listeners get these great stories out there while you're on your phones, you can also follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at The Expatcast and visit me online at TheExpatCast.com. Reminder to send me your questions for Ask the Expat and your stories about if you think you want to have kids or not, or if you do have kids or not, and how that connects to your geography. All of that can be emailed to me at TheExpatCast at gmail.com. I want to thank, as always, Amy Lungy Art for the logo and Sidehug for the theme music. They're on Instagram at A Hug from the Side. On Thursday, I'll be back in your feeds talking about one of my favorite things in the world, libraries. Till then, have a wonderful week. Stay healthy and stay safe. Bis dann. Tschüss.